Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we slowly start to wind down this week, what a great trade we had on the livestock side. We're going to talk a lot about this uh, open interest that has come into this trade yesterday. Strong livestock day today, but I love the saying, never sell a sleeping market. We're going to dive into more on that. We'll take a look at the hogs as well as what's happening on the grain side of it. Joe Coima joins us today. He's with Coima Coima and Varlick out of Sioux Center, Iowa. I got to start with that statement. Never sleep, never sell on a sleeping market. Kind of give me your thoughts as you look at this livestock market today. Thanks for having me on uh, this afternoon and enjoy doing this. Um, it's a great, great uh, phrase. Um, kind of caught myself um, saying that to myself the last little while. Um, and typically this, this time of year is a little bit uh, tough on, on cattle. Um, obviously we don't have you know, bigger cattle around or, or real cheap feed and we get ourselves kind of in a scenario uh, like that. Usually it's a drop in price of so this market uh, going sideways here for a while. Um, I think the bullish crowd really wants to see a, a bigger dip uh, and, and then maybe take that on. But having the market correct uh, sideways here in a bullish environment, it is to me is a, a really good concept uh, uh, to have because you can have a day like yesterday that just kind of out of the blue just it just starts to go. Um, so I think very encouraging to have, but yeah, that old saying of never sell a sleeping market, I think that kind of fits uh, this market uh, to a T of what we just witnessed uh, yesterday uh, and some nice follow-through uh, today there as well. So what are you liking to see as you see this stronger market? You talk about the open interest of yesterday being proven a little bit today in this trade. Yep. Um, you always, on big moves, whether it's up or down, it's just one of the first things we look at here to, to, to see if they, if we retracted uh, some of the open interest on the move or if we attracted uh, some sideline uh, players. And, and we certainly confirmed that uh, this morning uh, that we found a nice jump in the open interest of over 5,000 uh, through the calendar strip for, for live cattle. So that tells us that we attracted uh, some some fun money, uh, basically. So confirmed yesterday, and then you had some nice follow-through uh, today. Uh, got some technical buying on some charts uh, as well uh, with the feeders breaking into new contract highs, and then you're getting the live cattle to kind of get closer to the top side uh, of the bigger range that we've been in uh, for two months or so, and we're, we're finally having a good close on the higher end of, of that range. So that's encouraging, especially since the funds well, sometimes just keep things very simple uh, when they trade. They like breakouts. They're not afraid to add. So a nice, encouraging day here uh, to have some follow-through. Well, and many are wondering, I mean, we see some higher sales still happening at many of the sale barns, Joe, and you and I were talking about heifer retention. And are we starting to see some signs possibly of, of trying to bring some of these girls back home to the farm and ranch? Yep, great question. I, I think there's a, a small little um, a hint uh, of that. There's some big, you know, uh, some nine ways coming for some big prices up here in the north. Uh, I would, would think that some of the, the northwest corridors has received ample rain um, this year, so they got you know some grass to hold things back. You know that that is step one. Uh, so, you know step two, three, and, and four and five are going to be okay. What's the rest of uh, the country look like as far as you know getting some of that pasture back? And you know some areas it looks like we're a long ways away, but we're seeing a few signs um, that. There's some areas that are maybe starting to uh, think that way. I think it's still a little bit or ahead of um, 
you know the, the cart here a little bit with some of that, but you know it's still a good thing uh, to keep in mind here uh, moving forward that we got some green uh, pastures in, in some areas, and some of these prices are going to be you know, rather large, as if they weren't already uh, for the last year and a half as well. So who's going to show their cards first when it comes to cash sales, and is it going to be more than likely a, a late Friday type of action? I'm, I'm thinking it's that way. Um, you know, last week was a little bit disappointing to see you know, a little uh, a kerchunk there uh, in, in cash, uh, especially up in the north. We kind of did it maybe a little bit uh, too early in the week, but you have them this day and yesterday. I, I think it's going to you know, put a little pep in our step here that, hey, if we can break the market 2 or $3 in one week, we can certainly and you'll ask for that back uh, and, and, and maybe then some uh, too. So this could be kind of one of those late late Friday, uh, early Saturday type of a cash trade is what it feels like uh, to me because it's pretty much a stalemate uh, out there in the country yet. Well, Hogs saw some lower numbers yesterday, but they sure turned it around in the trade today. Yeah, looking at that chart, it's you have some big ranges to, to kind of deal with, you know, two and a half to four dollar ranges. Um, got yourself a little bit of a range here, six dollars, seven dollars off the of lows, but it's a little bit tough to try to figure out exactly uh, what we're trading. Yesterday down, even though the cutout uh, was up the day prior, and then uh, yesterday nothing to really show for follow through. And but you have, you know, a nice day here on, on the futures there. It's always that tough time of year. Um, you know, with October and December here, we're always at a big discount. Uh, it is there uh, for a reason, so we kind of have to get uh, past you know, Labor Day like we have, and your seasonals are looking to sell, you know, some kind of a rallies there. Um, the optimism you know, with the numbers is we probably have a few more to chew through here uh, in this coming up in the, here in the fourth quarter, so some of these rallies, to me, uh, should be looked at some, uh, at some kind of a marketing uh, condition there. So can cattle and hogs both keep this momentum going into a Friday trade? I, I think the cattle, to me, feel a little bit more justified that they can just to see what the cash is. Um, the, the hog market's going to probably deal with a little bit of you know this cool down in weather. Probably some waves coming coming back on some of that stuff, and just your, your more of your normal seasonal pattern that we just kind of drift here in, into the fourth quarter doldrum. What's the one thing you want to look forward to um, and keep an eye on for tomorrow's trade, though, on the livestock? But first, take a look at what the open interest did um, to, to see if the funds still have an appetite, which I, I think we do. Uh, the total open interest strip is down, you know, it's 300000 or below. Um, you, so there's room uh, for these funds to come in here and still, you know, step in and, and buy some more. So that's the first thing that I'll look at tomorrow morning when I come in the office. All right. Well, stick around, folks. More is coming up. We've got the second half just around the corner. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Summer is going fast and Husker Harvest Days is right around the corner. Please join us one final year in the Fontenelle Tent at the show September 12th through the 14th near Grand Island. There's plenty to talk about, including the merger into the new Channel Seed brand, our proven performance potential, and an expanded corn portfolio for 2024. So stop and see Fontenelle at Husker Harvest Days. The same local commitment with new possibilities. Always read and follow pesticide label directions, IRM, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. KRVN. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Should mention we're broadcasting today from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. Joe Coima continues to join us for the second half with Coima Coima Varlick out of Sioux Center, Iowa. And it's time to switch to the grains. And I'm 
I don't think it matters where you go, the coffee shop, the feed mill, wherever uh, farmers are meeting up, everybody's asking the same question. What are your yield numbers, especially as we start to see some combines roll? Um, We're looking to social media, Joe. We're also looking for that conversation to get some sort of idea. And it seems like this year, that desire to have those numbers is a lot stronger than what we've seen in years past. Yeah, that's a a great point to to go into. Um, it, It does seem like every year... Uh, best part uh, of of harvest. I know things are maybe a little bit earlier <clears throat> than usual, but we always highlight that phrase of uh, the highly you know variability uh, of what you hear out there. And it does feel like this year is one that really uh, would take the cake uh, of the last five years. Um, you can kind of hear what you want to uh, out there. Um, silage stuff around here you know, two weeks ago. Um, obviously, some of the chopped the worst stuff. I mean, that was pretty pretty nasty. You got some decent yields uh, now uh, coming out, um, but you don't get too far away from here. Um, that they want to get in their good stuff and maybe it's not as good either. So it, it's tough to get a handle uh, on what the yields are, are going to be. And I, I don't know if we're necessarily going to get any help uh, once we get down the road and we start seeing some of that dry, drier stuff uh, come out. You know, this is going to be a conversation uh, that we have probably uh, until January, uh, basically, and sometimes even then it's a little bit, you know, believable or unbelievable uh, of what the number is typically printed. So it's just that stage uh, of the year here where that's what we want the market to kind of uh, go off of. Uh, the bulls are a little bit um, obviously very disappointed that this market can't necessarily take off uh, because of some of the initial poor stuff out there and this big heat that we went through not only this past week but the you know, two weeks prior that were definitely hurting yield just based upon uh, the product's weight. Uh, but the market just doesn't really want to respond so it almost feels like we're, we're trading maybe something different uh, here uh, right now to me there, Susan. So, I mean, obviously, you're going to, and you, you made this comment during the commercial break, we're going to be arguing these yield numbers till January, and even then we might not agree. Correct. You know, so it, it, it seems like, you know, let's not try to get too blue in, in the face about what the yield isn't or what it is. It, it's almost like we have to turn over the page, go to a different chapter, and try to figure out exactly what this market is, is trading off of right now and it, it feels like it's just solely off of uh, demand or, or lack thereof. Uh, beans have shown uh, the last two weeks that they have very decent demand here that we need to have and that's why we're at these price levels that we are at. We're not too far away from our yearly highs, uh, 40, 50 cents away, uh, but market wants to maybe see a little bit more. We're not getting any help with this uh, River system uh, being low as well, that just kind of backs things up. It's going to take away some of the basis there. And then corn is just really having a difficult time really mustering a whole lot of demand, period. Uh, Mexico does come in here every once in a while, but we need to see that bigger global. Uh, we need to be the, the shopping cart of, of the world, and we're just not seeing that uh, at all. So I think that's mainly what these funds are looking at uh, when they – suspect what the next move is for their grain positions and that's what you're kind of seeing there right now so and i know we've had this conversation just you know kind of throughout this week but as more and more comes to light about the dryness in the panama canal the dryness on the mississippi does that cause for any grain movement concerns in the market or are we just kind of waiting to see until more combines run it it definitely it's not what you want to have for a headline um that 
you know, shipping costs are probably going to work themselves a little bit higher. Um, you know, is this going to be a, a, a two-month ordeal that you have the river system this low? I, I don't know. I don't think it's that way, but it's just this initial cost. If we do have stuff going down uh, the river system, it's it's a bigger chunk to, to pay for. You, you're probably not going to get as much on uh, these ships or as quickly, so then that just backs up. Uh, the corn uh, up here, and unfortunately, that's just that takes away some of this basis. Um, that the elevators don't have to go after corn because they got enough piled around, and then until that moves, uh, this is probably what we could be talking about here for uh, just a little while yet. Well, we really don't have any real, you know, sales out there for corn. Very much so. We'll have to keep an an eye on our our U.S. dollar, which is had a pretty good run here the last three weeks. You have a little bit of a global talk of other currencies getting downplayed a little bit. Um, so that that's the that's the gorilla in the room right now. It's no fun uh, to be kind of this negative, not that much negative on grains, but just no highlights uh, to really have there. So it, what is the best way for folks to get a hold of you? You guys can uh, check out our website, uh, kkbtrading.com, or just give us a call here uh, at our office, uh, 1-800-358-3047. As always, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. That's a Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.